Hello, Peter Lynham. Hello there. How are you going there, Johnny? I'm good. I'm good. There's two of us today. There's also Corey here, who's the brand new drive producer. Hi, Peter. Good to good to hear from you. Hello, Corey. Very good to have you talk to you as well. Mm. Yeah, excellent. Now, what's on the menu for that's the spirit this afternoon, Peter? Well, I'm attending. Unfortunately, I'm attending it virtually through Zoom. Conference of Religious Studies at Victoria University. I tried to get on a plane, but I was relying on a standby mm. standby seats and uh, a big concert at Eden Park used up all the spare seats. So I'm watching it on my screen. And there was this really interesting paper about Korean fantasy novels and their kind of religious dimension. Mm. And that figured with me because I've been watching a few Chinese uh, fantasy novels, and you'll know the sort of thing that I'm talking about, where the supernatural is introduced in a very ordinary fashion, as sort of part, automatically part of the story. Mm-hmm. And so the the question that occurred to me is, is this a new kind and a new way in which religion kind of connects, or at least spirituality connects with us, in that not that we necessarily see gods, but we see a lot of vampires, and we see a lot of other kind of spiritual forces apparently at war or in tension throughout the society. Mm-hmm. Now, there seems something in this argument. Would, would you agree? Yeah, I reckon. Why not? Yeah, I find that interesting. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's astonishingly prevalent, isn't it, in the kind of... I mean, Asian fiction I'm particularly thinking of, but do you think it's broader than that? I've never really come across it in like Western works, which is why yeah. I found this topic very interesting when you emailed it through. I've, I, I feel like there are supernatural forces right throughout a bunch of Western, because you're obviously talking about a Netflix thing. Mm. Uh, and I, yep. I feel like there is a lot of uh, supernatural forces creeping their way into Western fiction and television and all that sort of stuff. But whether or not it's like religiously explicit, right, mm-hmm. is is the dimension I think that is very interesting. Yes. Yeah. But if you if you look at some of these characters, they are often portraying characteristics of, I guess, historical. I, I don't want to say you know you know fictional religious characters, <laughs> but I think, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Well, remember that historically, the so-called Gothic fiction. Um, you know, Mary, Mary Shelley and vampires and Dracula, that kind of tradition was extremely common in the 19th century. Yes. So that kind of incredible fiction. But I think that kind of fiction isn't, well, certainly the modern version of it is much less religious, uh, it seems to me. In fact, I mean, if you had a kind of vampire, it wouldn't mix with a detective story, for example. Mm. Um, you know, so there's very strict categories seem to be, impose themselves on Western literature. And maybe that's true of our society, too, that the secular tone of society keeps using superna- the supernatural, mm. except in a very particular kind of fiction. Mm-hmm. Whereas... If you look at the, the whole of the Japanese, Chinese, and now I discover Korean fiction mm. and, and movies and comics and the like, that these things intervene just constantly. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they have a stronger connection to the supernatural than we do in Western culture? Is it just a, 
historical way that it is over there? Well, the argument that was put forward uh, was that these are very secular societies nominally. Mm-hmm. You know that the, 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 the overwhelming majority of Japan and of China is technically non-religious. And even in Korea, if you look at young people, uh, the figure that was cited was 62% of Korean young people would call themselves non-religious. Oh, yeah. And while they've got very active Buddhist and Christian groups, and we hear a lot about them <laughs> because they're up to great antics, um, the Unification Church, for example, oh, um, yes. <laughs> for, for most young people, that, that probably wouldn't count. And, mm. and yet you get all this quite ordinary appeal in the most you know, standard types of literature uh, and movies. Um, that, that ghosts and vampires and the like, the supernatural, constantly weave in and out mm. of these stories. Why? Why, Peter? <laughs> well, one argument says that underlying all Asian society is a kind of Confucian notion about right and wrong and the balance and of yin and yang, and that there's a certain sense in which the the, the society uses. Confucianism uses a kind of religious value to bring about some kind of restoration of equality, if you like, Mm -hmm. in society. And that we don't have that sort of philosophy in Western society. Mm. That could be an explanation. Another possible explanation, uh, which was also advanced tentatively, um, is that even beyond that, there's a lot of sort of local spirits and ghosts that are part of the ways in which um, typical Asian societies that aren't at any high philosophy like Confucianism, they they live in, in a world in which there are local spirits and you talk about local spirits in the society. A little bit of the way in which Māori sometimes mm. talk about um, local ghosts and, and spirits. Are you, are you talking in, about in, in, in slightly more rural yeah. populations of people that are kind of like elemental forces? Yes, but of course that's hardly true of contemporary Asian societies, which have massively urbanised. Okay, yeah. Um, and leave, you know, so that, what is it, 90% of Jap- Japan is one of the most urbanised countries in the world, and a lot of those old Buddhist temples are completely neglected now because there's nobody living in the, in the area. Mm-hmm. But, but maybe they are closer to a more primitive culture, because they hadn't had generations of this. This has happened very rapidly. Mm. Um, maybe. But but maybe it's also true that these are worlds where everything has changed so quickly that you're kind of searching for um, forces that can make sense of the society. Mm-hmm. And you get it by sitting on the couch and watching Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, so yeah. many people are disconnected uh, I mean, I don't want to say disconnected from society, but it's one of those things like omnipresent social media and Netflix and television. You're kind of probably lacking some of that communication with people face to face, right? Maybe you search for watching TV. <laughs> yeah. I mean, very interestingly, I just want to bring this up. I was watching Dogma, the yeah. film from 99 by Kevin Smith uh, yeah. in, the, in the weekend. And I thought, is this related to the conversation somehow? What if we had more dogmas? And and just had that kind of film, but maybe clashed with a whole lot of other religious icons put together. 
But I think what's striking about this kind of appeal to the supernatural mm. is that the supernatural is not dogmatic like this. Right. The supernatural, you can't predict which side it's on. Mm. You know, because very clearly in a lot of, well, I'm mostly familiar with Chinese um, movies and ones that, and fiction that employs this mm. supernatural. And they're on all sides. and You can't necessarily guarantee who is what when it comes along. Yeah, if there's one thing that I think Western audiences might have a bit of trouble getting their heads around is maybe characters who aren't necessarily so black and white, but all different shades of grey, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Western uh, audiences, wake up. <laughs> and that lack of subtlety, mm. it, it, it's interesting to actually point to us and say, we've become oddly, now here I'll use a technical term, manichaean. Ooh. That's to say that we're very extremely push everything into the, the evil or the very good side. Mm. There is no grey. Mm. Uh, Peter, we've had, a, we've had a text come through uh, from someone saying they've got a recommendation uh, for, yeah. for viewing. They're saying Grimm is an awesome TV show that was based on the Brothers Grimm stories. Supernatural was another long-running show that poked fun at Catholic, Catholic myths. All yeah. angels are yeah. assholes except <laughs> Castile. Yes. That yes. sounds very reductive, but also very um, true. <laughs> yes, but the, the difficulty of that is that those are quite Western sources. Mm. And that... Um, in, in the Western world, the supernatural comes with an overload of religion yes. much more strongly than it does in, in the Asian world, mm. where the supernatural appears to be an ordinary part of life, that these forces just enter in and they curse you or they bless oh, you. Um, they get on your side and you don't sometimes really know how to appease them. Yes. The jinn is you know, the, little, the little goblin. Mm. Who, uh, who appears and is nagging away at you and getting something uh, through to you. Yeah. Very, uh, very interesting, Peter. Fascinating. Was there anything else that you wanted to wrap this conversation up with? Nope, not at all. I'll go back uh, and continue watching the plenary session of the conference after this. Excellent. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, yeah, Peter, very good. always a pleasure. We'll speak to you next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Bye-bye.